Welcome to the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. I'm your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte, morning host at 93.9 The River WRSI in Northampton, Massachusetts, which acts as the kangaroo courtroom for the Honorable John Hodgman. This week, so help you pod or whatever. Aaron wants to move his beloved refurbished egg pod chair into the home he shares with his wife, Kara. Kara objects to the outsized piece of furniture and says it needs to stay in storage until the time and place are right. What comes first, the chick or the egg chair? Only one man can decide. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman enters the courtroom. Fresh bananas here. We've got fresh bananas. Fresh bananas here. We've got fresh bananas. Could I have two bananas? Of course you may. Any particular bananas or just two from the top? I'll take two from the top. You got it, sir. All right. Guest bailiff Monty Belmonte, swear him in. Aaron and oh, Karen. This, this is for our performance. Sound effects machine in studio. We're going full on morning zoo. Aaron and Kara, please rise and raise your right hands. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you pod chair or whatever? Yes. We do. Do you swear to abide by Judge John Hodgman's ruling, even if that means sitting in the corner with egg on your face in a chair either shaped like an egg or that is normally angular? Yes. yes. Thank you. Judge John Hodgman, you may proceed. Thank you very much. You may be seated, Aaron and Kara. Spelled K-A-R-A, but pronounced Kara. Is that correct? Yes. Very good. And Aaron, pronounced in the traditional manner? In the traditional manner, yes. A- Aaron. But so, not Aaron. But not or, Aaron. If you're not from Massachusetts, you might say Aaron and Aaron for Aaron and Aaron. Our, Aaron, <laughs> Aaron and Aaron is how like the rest Aaron, of the country says it. Aaron? Aaron and Aaron. Kirsten, Kristen, or Kirsten? All. Though I hate. I love everyone I've ever met who's named those things, but I will never remember your name. For an immediate summary judgment in your favor, Aaron or Kara, can you name the piece of culture that I was referencing when I entered the courtroom? We'll start with you, Aaron. No, no the I, answer I is no, no, of course you can't. Kara. No. No, of course you can't. How could you? It is what was said to me not four hours ago in the service plaza in Kennebunkport, Maine, <laughs> as I sped back to Massachusetts, my part-time hometown, state, Commonwealth, in order to be with you right now. You did it, guest bailiff Monty Belmonte and producer Julia Smith and absent Jesse Thorne. You dragged me out of my vacation hole, put me back in the saddle, I'm sitting on a saddle, and I drove down here through a torrential downpour, I, I dare say, I will say, truth and dare in one. And as I went along the way, thinking about whether or not I would make it to speak to you nice people today, I stopped at the service plaza, and the greatest <laughs> thing in my life happened to me. <laughs> Picture, if you will, where are you folks in? What state are you in? Uh, we're in South Florida. And that's a, is that a state or a commonwealth? It is a commonwealth. It is we not. Don't I don't think there's a, a lot of wealth associated with we're, parts of Florida. We're from a commonwealth. Virginia is a commonwealth. Virginia is a commonwealth. And what's another yes. one? Is Delaware a commonwealth? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I think. I don't know. We'll, we'll uh, take your word for it. No, but Virginia is a, good. Good. Well, we're all commonwealthians here, so we can talk this way. <laughs> so, but you, but, but you, so you're in South Florida, so you know from an interstate, right? You've driven on one. Yes. You both have driver's oh, license. Yeah. Oh, every day. Right. <laughs> so you know, like a service plaza, like a like a like a food court and gas station. Yes. Sure. And I walk into this thing, and it's got it's like a it's like a circular like bridge of the enterprise configuration. So on the periphery, you've got your your big names: your Sparrow, your Burger King, your Auntie Anne's Pretzel, Bonanza, whatever. Uh, a mini mart, and then kind of in this lonely, if you can imagine a corner in a circle, there was a lonely corner of the circle where was stationed two refrigerator cases <laughs> labeled like, I think it was like freshly natural. Wow. So, some like bogus organic, like we're well, going to give you orgasmic yeah, bananas. Yeah, It was like freshly <laughs> natural or p- perfectly natural, whatever we can say to get you to buy it without actually having to pay the government to be organic certified. And it was, you know, it was a bunch of, it was a bunch of, uh, it was a bunch of cut up uh, pineapples in plastic cups, petroleum products. And then about 
what felt like 17 feet away from these two lonely fridge stations was the was the guy in charge of Freshly Natural standing at a cash register. And in front of the cash register was a bowl of bananas. And anytime someone came within 35 feet of him, he would go, fresh bananas here. We've got fresh bananas. Like, 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 as though it's a scene from The Godfather. Part two, flashback, tenements, early 20th century New York City. Yes, we do have bananas, but in a, but in a, in a gas station food court. And the guy who is doing this voice, fresh bananas here, right? He's doing this voice. He's 24 years old at the most. He's, I think he was actually probably in college. This is his summer job. He was probably six foot. Listen, banana man at the Kennebunkport service plaza. Don't get offended. A little pudgy. He was kind of like that tall but big, so you kind of can't gauge his height because he's not a beanpole. He's just a big, okay. a big guy, kind of baby-faced. You know what he kind of looked like? Uh, now, now, please don't take offense, Rich Summer. He kind of looked like Rich Summer from Mad Men. Mm. But flashback to like, Age 22. Do you guys watch Mad Men? Yes. You know Harry Crane on Mad Men? Yes. Right? He has an egg chair. Of course he watches Mad Men. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) We'll get to that. We'll get to that in half an hour. But anyway, so here's this 22-year-old kid, maybe 21 years old, maybe 20 years old. I don't know what. Doing this thing, going fresh bananas here. And then when I came back, I'm watching him do it to other people. And not only has he got the voice, he's got this gesture down, which internet radio will not do justice to this anytime he said fresh bananas here he waved his left hand over the bananas and wiggled his fingers <laughs> so now imagine this on bananas just just you guys do this you have your are you lefties or righties right all right pick up your your winger figlin hand your finger wiggling hand okay. and with me and everyone at home unless you're driving <laughs> when i say bananas just sort of gesture to imaginary bananas and wiggle your fingers like you're like you're at the at the at the magic castle like you're a sleight of hand magician. And also imagine that you're 22 years old and you live in Maine and you stand by yourself in a service plaza all day long every day. Fresh bananas here. We've got fresh bananas. Who wouldn't buy bananas? Did you buy bananas? Of course, I've got one right here. Oh. I've saved it on the drive so that I can eat it on the podcast. Do you think he got laid off from a, as a vendor at the Portland Sea Dogs or something like that? The guy who maybe used to hawk peanuts in the stands he of a sound, minor league no, no, ball no, no. field? No, no, no. He sounds like that, but he looks, you know what he looks like? He looks like probably the greatest comedian to come out of Maine since ever. This guy is a young, I said to my daughter as I'm walking out of here, that guy has got a future in showbiz. I should have given him my card. If I had one, right? Because I don't live in the early twentieth century in a in a New York street scene. I don't have a business card, but I should have given my card and said, "I'm going to produce your TV show," because you know my career is over, Monty. I mean, look at me. Don't say that. Look at me. I'm doing, don't say I'm doing that. a pod. I'm doing a podcast in Western Massachusetts. Yeah, even a banana commercial radio station. Exactly, terrestrial radio oh, station. Man. No way. I'm no way. I'm. I should produce this kid is a genius, and now I'm going to have one of his bananas. I bought two, and that's what he said to me. Any particular banana or two from the top? <laughs> this guy is a master. Hang on. Here we go, guys. You guys got any bananas you want to eat along? Isn't there a sound effect that goes with eating the bananas on your sound effect machine? Shush. I haven't even got a sound. You ruined my first bite, jerk. That's why it's the best. All right. Don't say anything. I'm going to try to relive this. And now I've got a Proustian memory of that first bite. Mm. I'll try to make this sound as disgusting as possible. Mm. What if Guy Fieri had a radio show? <laughs> what if he did a radio version of Diners, Drive-Ins, and Dives? Like the last 20 minutes is always him just eating food, just like, oh, 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 oh that's money. Oh, you know what? This is a fresh banana. This is a great, do you want to have a bite, Monty? Does sure. this gross you out? No, We're not We're old friends. Yeah. So you only get, you get, because that's fresh right, right from Maine. It's natural-ish. Yeah, that's fresh right from Maine. You, they pulled that out of the waters this morning. And I drove it down. I can taste a little bit of a salty yeah. sea air and, uh, is, and lobster. Have you guys ever had a Have you ever had a real Maine banana? No, what never you, been to Maine. What do you know? We from, have banana trees in our backyard. We do have banana trees. Yeah, they're not they're not the good kind. 
Not like the kind you get. Not like the kind you get from Maine. You know, a banana will stay alive in your refrigerator if you keep it damp for 24 hours. When you just toss it in the pot of boiling water, it doesn't feel pain. Don't worry about it. It has no central nervous system. All right, hang on a second, guys, because we got to hear this case. I'm going to put this on the on the list of things to discuss. Your case. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm on it. I literally, I was on vacation at 6 o'clock this morning, and now I'm here. Not that this isn't fun, of course. I'm going to put this on the case. We've got to talk about bananas, banana origin, and we've got to have a sound, sound effects machine, because I'm at WRSI, the river, and they have a sound machine here, so i got to use it. Do you guys have a Miami sound machine in South Florida? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Of course. Let's get down to it. Shall we? Sure. All right. That's the end of that. It's so tempting, though. That's every listener's assessment of my opening monologue. Fresh bananas here. Oh, seriously, though, listeners, if any of you are in Maine, seriously, I feel bad that I did not contact this kid. Go to the Kennebunkport southbound travel plaza. Buy some bananas. Get this kid's name. Find out if he's a listener. Tell him I want to produce. I want to produce his one-man show or sitcom. Fresh bananas here. Maybe I shouldn't say that. Oh, maybe I should write that next week. Uh, I want to hear from this kid. Take a picture of you with this kid and the bananas. Send it in. I'll give you a free Canadian House of Pancakes T-shirt. That's a promise. All right, Aaron. Yes. From bananas right. to eggs. You're married to to Kara, mm-hmm. even though she pronounces her name that way. And right. before and you have a beautiful restored egg chair. Can you describe for the listeners who are audiophiles all and need no further description, but for the few who don't know, what what is your egg chair all about? Okay, well this is it's a Lee West um Stereo Alpha Pod Chair is the official name of it. And it's actually not the first um of the those styles of chairs that came out, but it is uh the earlier models were perfectly round, and you just you sat within a ball. But this mm-hmm. is actually the shape of an egg, sort of tilted. So was the Lee, Lee the West was the, fir- was the first? Was the no, fir- I don't believe so. The first egg shaped no, pod chair. I believe I believe that that is the case. Yeah, and he was the first to put speakers in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the fiberglass uh, structure of this thing actually has speaker cabinets built into the sides. Oh yeah, and a hole in there. Oh, yeah. And so you have stereo speakers on either side of your head. Oh, yeah. This sounds awesome. Yeah. It sounds better than anything. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound better than it's it like looks? Literal- Does it literally meat. sound better than it looks? <laughs> it <Yes>. literally <laughs> sounds a lot better than it looks. Because yeah. to me, it looks <laughs> awesome. But, Kara, you have a difference of opinion. You think it looks dumb? No. I don't think it looks dumb. I think it's cool. Okay. It's just, it's just doesn't go where we are right now. <laughs> All right. Well, how long have you had this this chair, Aaron? I bought it in about it was I believe 2009, um, what, early and, 2009. And what and what year what what year is it? I believe it's a 73. You believe it's a 70. You believe that it's a 70. I can't remember. You believe that it's a So the, the argument here listeners is that Aaron wants to keep this chair in his home and Kara doesn't want him to. And so <laughs> Aaron, you have to make an argument for this chair being right. beautiful, uh, uh, not just an emotional attachment to you, but a significant investment of your time and a worthy investment that it is historically significant. You know, you're, you're basically arguing to get uh, one of those little placards on your home that mm-hmm. means no one can ever tear it down, even though no, right. one, even though no one wants yeah. a even though no one wants a dumb bungalow with two bedrooms that are the size of postage stamps, and you have to let everyone into your house once a year. Sure, sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, you want I'm this... prepared to do this. Okay, so let's try this again. Even, yeah. if you, even if you have to lie to me, you got to convince me that you know what year this thing is. He is under oath. Yeah. I'm under oath, and I do know that this chair was manufactured within the mid-'70s. Um, that They made it for like six years. And yeah, I just of course it was. It's model. shaped like an egg. Yeah, right. I could have <laughs> so told it's... you that. What color is it? Well, the it? problem is I don't have What color the, is it? Beige? Is it Big Mac it colored? It is white. No, it is white. White. With a blue interior. Brown eggs are local eggs, and local eggs are fresh. Right. And I purchased it from a, a print classifieds that was um, in 2009. It was already pretty out of date, but I found it, and I purchased it for either 50 or $75, mm-hmm. uh, but it was in terrible shape. And so I 
purchased it and I rehabilitated it, put new foam in because it was dry rotted and I installed some high end stereo, like car stereo speakers into it because it did not have speakers. Now, and, uh, now by doing this, mm-hmm. you put some high end, it had car speakers in it before? Uh, no, actually it did not have speakers in it. It just had the holes. Uh-huh. So they didn't all all have speakers in them. They were all speak let ready, me, speaker ready. Let me take a look. At, let me take a look at your work here. So you sent in some some evidence and 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 right. listeners. If you are not driving around, you can you can check this out on uh, maximumfun.org, the Judge John Hodgman page. And I see here the fiberglass shell of an egg chair. Was this the condition that it was originally in? No, actually, the, if you got a picture of me sitting in it, that's yeah. the condition it was originally in. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. So it doesn't look that bad, but the foam was all dry rotted and all it was right. stained and it was in bad shape. Right. Okay. So imagine for those of you who saw Men in Black and Will Smith is sitting in that chair when he's being recruited into Men in Black. So imagine something like that, more ovaloid, that is to say egg shaped, with a light blue interior. And instead of Will Smith sitting in it, like <laughs> this dude in jeans from South Florida. Very handsome dude, though, I will say. Yeah, but he's, he's, put, he's almost as handsome as Will Smith. He's no Willie Big Time. <laughs> Fresh Prince. That guy owns that guy owns Independence Day. Even now. Even now, after that movie, still owns Independence Day. Isn't that weird? We sold we sold the date of July 4th to Will Smith. All right. So you found this for for 50 bucks, did you say 75 bucks? Uh, either fi- I think it was seventy five actually. Okay, and was this in? Sa- are you from Florida? You live in Florida now, but are you from there? No, I'm actually. I when I bought the chair, I was living in Blacksburg, Virginia. Oh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're both from Virginia. We met there and dated there. Now, where I see this chair, we, you, this is sort of the first that you're sitting in it when you are first in love with the chair. Mm-hmm. It's like situated by some garbage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was in the in the garage where it uh, is this the house the, where I was living. Is this your garbage garage or the or the garbage pile of the person you bought it from? This is the gar- This is my my garbage. Oh, okay. Pile. The minute you but, got it back, right? Oh, you were so happy. Who took the photo? Oh, yeah. Was it you, Kara? No, I believe it was my mother. Oh, there you go. Boys love their mothers. <laughs> <laughs> is your mother still living? Yes, she is. Oh, because I've thought if she wasn't, then maybe you could use that as sort of fuel hey, for your no. argument. Yes, bail if Monty Belmonte, you're not supposed to help them. Sorry. <laughs> you look so happy in this chair, even though at this point it's clearly garbage. It's all scuffed up. Well, it hasn't been restored yet, and and right now it is at a stage of completion, but it's it's still got a lot of potential. I've been wanting to make it into, at the time, in, 19, minute, how in many, 2009, uh-huh. uh, excuse me, everybody was talking about multimedia. And I would, it was my intention to make that chair a multimedia device, oh. basically. Oh, and to you have just, like, oh, Kara, you have a tablet computer no, inside shut of up. it. Kara and... wins. Goodbye. I'm going back on vacation now. <laughs> Look, as a, as, a, as a dude who is fond of the 70s, one of the greatest cultural moments of our time. And of these, and, and, I, and I dig this chair because it looks cool in Space Age and I... And you know, I I grew up watching uh, Buck Rogers. This would be something you would see on the Buck Rogers show. I am all set to find in your favor until you said this thing about it being a turning into a multimedia chair. Ugh. What do you do for a living? Marketing. I'm an entomologist. <laughs> you are back, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there is anything that could have saved you from the multimedia hole. Can you- <laughs> Except entomology. What do you? What kind of? You study stick bugs, walking sticks. No, I specialize in, in social insects. So it's the bees, and especially the termites. Or termites. Termites are the the bread and butter. Yeah. What is that? What is the sexual structure of a of a of a beehive called again? A colony. Yeah, I know what a colony is. I was just in Kennebunkport. Home of the Colony Hotel, the, one of the one of Maine's oldest resorts hotels. Fresh bananas. Oh no no no! Don't you too much, <laughs> too much. You mean haplodiploidy? Oh, you o social, you o social. Oh, you social. Yeah, you, that's the social. Story. Oh, sorry, you social. Yeah. <laughs> I always called it you o social because you social sounds like a terrible social network that someone started. You social? You social? <laughs> like you like they would advertise. They would they would advertise usocial.com 
or probably not even that dot biz you social dot biz on like daytime cable television daytime cable news television for old people who didn't understand how facebook worked tired of hearing your kids talk about facebook sign up for you social dot biz and then their marketing line is you social yes i is <laughs> just give us, just give us your social security number and we'll take all your money <laughs> Oh, it's digressive, everybody. All right, all right. So, okay. So you study you study eusocial insects such as bees termites. and termites, and eusocial just to test if you are truly an entomologist. You, by the way, you passed. But what? How describe you? You what I call eusocial. What you call eusocial? Right. Well, there are different levels of sociality in insects. Mm-hmm. Uh, eusocial is the most social. Um, you have to have you have to fit certain requirements to reach different levels of sociality. Mm-hmm. You have to have overlapping generations mm-hmm. living together, mm-hmm. and that's just one of the most rudimentary ones. Mm-hmm. You have to have specified castes, as in like tasks that are allocated for mm-hmm. different different individuals within a colony. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not remembering the third one right you now. You did a but, good job. Let me ask you this. Right. <laughs> I'll ask you this question: as you are an entomologist. Speaking as an entomologist, tell me just what sort of and how many disgusting bugs crawled out of this trash chair that you brought into your house. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't remember. I don't remember anything specific actually that came out of it. Um, not that I remember. I mean, it was a long time ago. But since moving to Florida, it's packed full of palmettos now, right? Well, it's actually not in Florida. It's in my. It's in my parents. Uh, storage shed in Virginia still. And this is the crux of the issue. You want to bring it down to Florida. Sorry, I wasn't listening, I but I was half listening. Yes. All right. Yes. Thank you. I got I got really distracted by your amazing career. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank your you. and and the and the and the and the bipolar roller coaster you led me on where you almost turned me off completely by saying you wanted to turn into a multimedia chair. <laughs> now Kara, it's your turn to talk. Why won't okay. you let your beloved have his special chair? Uh, well, at first we didn't bring the chair because we were just moving into a one bedroom apartment. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have space for much stuff then. Um, and then now we bought a house. And so that's when the egg chair has come back into our lives as a discussion as to whether we should bring it here. Now, um, which one of you, where in South Florida do you live? We live in Hollywood near Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And how, Why? Why? Well, the bugs brought us here. Is that the true? Entomology is the reason we're here. Yes. That makes sense. There are a lot of bugs down there. Yes. <laughs> so are you uh, are you also came... are you also an entomologist? Oh no, <laughs> no, I'm a teacher of entomology. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I'm an English and journalism teacher and oh. newspaper advisor. Oh, a news a newspaper advisor. You advise newspapers to stop being newspapers. <laughs> No, like you help um, you help kids learn trades that are no longer necessary. Uh, we're focusing on uh, we're focusing on the future of the newspaper, <laughs> um, yeah. online and and multimedia. <laughs> That's all right. I'll give you a pass. I know what you're talking about now, because you're talking about you're talking about helping a great American and international institution of news gathering and dissemination to survive and thrive in a challenging new media environment. You're not talking about yes. how you can hook up your PlayStation to your egg chair. Well, <laughs> I mean, PlayStation 2, probably, probably given, given the terms of multimedia. All right. Um, yeah, trying, so to, chair, trying to install a so CD-ROM drive into your egg chair so you can, so you can, you can listen to uh, uh, Stephen Hawking-style auto-recorded, uh, auto-generated reading of Jurassic Park. I almost bought Jurassic Park on CD-ROM, by the way, in 1992, but that's a different story. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I I can tell that got to you, didn't it, Aaron? Deep. Yeah. Okay. So, Kara, you're you're doing good in the world. Your husband's fiddling with bugs and this chair. (laughs) I know that you make zero dollars, right, Kara, because you're a teacher? Yeah, public school teacher, yes. Yeah. That's for you, for public school teachers everywhere. Thank you. And are you employed, Aaron? Am I employed? Aaron, oh, are you Aaron. Employed? yeah, yeah, I'm employed. I'm not a professor, but I am. I do work for a university, um, 
And okay. secondary, I am working on a PhD also. But uh, are you tenure track at, at Bug University? Tenure no, track? No, I'm not. Oh, you're oh <laughs> no. you're working on your PhD. I, exactly. I have a master's. I'm a researcher at a university, okay. um, but in my spare time, I'm a PhD student uh, in bugs. So you in have, bugs. So you have no money either. Not not a lot. No. Because <laughs> what I'm trying to figure out here is why it is an issue that there is not room in your home for an egg chair when you live in South Florida is like, don't, don't they have too many houses in Florida? Is real estate really expensive? Uh, well, we, it is. Um, if you're trying to buy a fancy house, mm -hmm. um, like if you're trying to buy one of the waterfront properties, um, but there's a lot of houses. That's not for that you. Are... That's not for you, Dr. Bug and, no. and teach. No. <laughs> you just want something modest. But uh, yeah. real estate, I mean, I know you guys are, are a little cash strapped, but real estate is pretty, it, it, last time I was in Florida, it's still pretty depressed, is it not? Yeah, it is. We, we bought the house about a year ago. Okay. Um, the market's coming back. It is. Okay. Yeah. All right. So but the issue, the, the argument you're making, Kara, is that your home is still too small for an egg chair. Yes. Yes. It is slightly bigger than our apartment. Um, but we, transporting it from Virginia down here to a small house just doesn't seem like it makes sense right now to me. <laughs> Why not? Uh, well, because we don't really have a good place for it because we have small bedrooms and there isn't How many really bedrooms? a Oh, we have three bedrooms. Three bedrooms. Uh, yes, but how, they're all. How many children do you have? Um, none yet, but we—that's what we want to have. Mm -hmm. So one of them would be for a child, future child. One bedroom hypothetical would be child. A, be for a hypothetical child, and the third bedroom is your egg chair room. <laughs> well, right now, one of the rooms is is a guest room. Uh, so for family, we've mm -hmm. had a lot of families stay with us. Because I thought so. maybe you had children because there's this picture here of these two children. Right. Those are my nieces. Oh, they're your nieces and they're sitting in your egg chair in Virginia. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, they're having such a good time, Kara. I know. <laughs> and now here's your house. Here's a picture of your house. Mm -hmm. By the way, beautifully decorated. Oh, thank you. No, you did a really nice job and you got kind of a mid-century modern aesthetic going on here, right? <laughs> You've been cracking the design within reach catalogs, haven't you? <laughs> I think is that a D, is that a DWR sofa that you got there? Is that where you put all all of your life savings? Um, no, the sofa that was a Craigslist, Craigslist. sofa. Nice, yeah. guys. This is a show. Your your home is a showpiece. I notice. Uh, <laughs> I notice above. I I literally just noticed above your TV and your beautiful exposed white brick wall. You got a little bookshelf, including a copy of my book. That is all by John Hodgman. Yes, and I didn't even think about that until no, after I sent you the didn't. picture. <laughs> you didn't. Bribe received, though. Bribe received. I'm making a note. Next to your weird whale weather vane. So, okay, so that's a living room. Now, uh -huh. now the door, but the living room, so you have a front door opening right into the living room, which is, which is yeah. usually a sign of horrible poverty. Sorry. <laughs> that's why I have one of those. <laughs> You know, you know what I'm saying. You don't, you don't have a foyer or a hallway, any kind of media intermediate space between relaxing and outside, right? And what? And no. then, well, you have another door on the other side that goes into the kitchen. So okay, and then, but this, and then you have these sort of sliding glass doors that seem to look out onto a carport. It's a screen porch. It's a screen porch that has yeah. a, like a, a. It looks like there's a lawnmower out there and a bicycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. and a lot of frogs. And lizards. Lizards and I know. coconut like, shells. Yeah. yeah. And bugs. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. All right. And you so where so and then you have a picture of an office. Uh mm -hmm. and then you have a picture of an office. So I'm I'm guessing because there are two pictures of the office that this is where you suggest the yes. egg chair should live, Aaron. Well Well, I would I would prefer it to be in the main room. Oh, um, forget that. But no. I'd be willing to settle <laughs> for putting it in the office <laughs> slash hook hypothetical nursery you know you obviously don't know how to negotiate at all you should have said it has to be in the main room i know i uh, yeah i actually did know it better i just you yeah uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah i mean i uh, all right 
And this office, this office situation is the is the third bedroom now. Yeah, it doesn't really it hasn't really been established as much of anything except a place to put the stuff that we don't have in the other rooms. <laughs> right. And so that that is a dragonfly uh, rug, a rolling chair, <laughs> a desk, and and a hat. And a, <laughs> and it looks like a CD stand. Do you still have a CD stand in there? Okay, I the guess stand, that... but it's more for just like crafts for multimedia yeah, it... for multimedia it's a multimedia <laughs> disc <laughs> for keeping for keeping all of your compact discs and uh, laser discs <laughs> and your and your dats your dat tapes <laughs> and your right and now, your it's... and your high eight vhs your high eight reel uh, to reels yeah your reel to reels <laughs> nice yeah because no 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 flies no flies on you entomologist you are up to date <laughs> all right kara yes. quickly why not the living room well, I mean, you see the picture of the living room. There's just no room for it in there. It would look great There's in no, there. Um, it would look great in there? Yeah. Um, well, I just think it, it's the problem I have with the living room is maybe we can make it work like aesthetically, but yeah. it's not a chair that you can talk to people in. It's not like a living room chair because you, when you sit in that chair, you lean back and you're, it's for listening to music. Yeah, like I mean, you can't talk to you, anyone. You mean you the, all, the, the all-encompassing egg chair from the 70s designed for you to listen exclusively to Yes albums is not for talk, interacting <laughs> with the outside world? Exactly, exactly. <laughs> the thing practically has so a roach clip built into it. It's a terrible <laughs> living room chair. That's what I'm saying. I think it would be great if we had a music room of some kind where we had space for that. It would be really cool for that. I just think in a living room, it's not going to work. It does seem a little it, bit like a den chair or the, you know, the, the, the words that I refuse to speak but are common in culture now. Uh, they, they rhyme with lamb shave, tan crave. I oh, know what yeah. you mean. Exactly. They have a scented candle I, of yeah. such. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it I, does I really seem like it does seem like the perfect chair for that. So, if this third bedroom right now is for assorted junk, why not his assorted junk in there as well? Well, the, I mean, that's I'm more open to that, but it's just such a small room. Um, it's a very small room, and it would take up a lot of space in there. And then we hope to be pregnant soon. So, if we have a baby, then we have to. Re- move the chair and <laughs> then what are we going to do with it then oh because of your oh this is this is currently your guest room your family guest no. room no oh. that room is just an is an office right now or a wait we, we have had guest data is this here, is this office room kara don't wait for the translation is this office room i'm looking at right now one of the three bedrooms yes all right yes so right now you have your bedroom a guest bedroom and then this room which is a bunch of cruddy media stands and a dragonfly carpet just waiting around for your precious baby to be? No. Well, I mean, that's what we, it will eventually be that. Yes. Right now it is for guests on air mattresses and, you know, well, what's happening in the second bedroom? Oh, that's where we have a bed. And why isn't that closet? Why isn't that? Oh, do you guys sleep separately? Oh, no, no, but our room doesn't have a big enough closet for both of us, so he puts his stuff in the guest room closet. Uh, all right. And then I use one. Do of- you have a bedroom? Yes. What is in the? Si- all right. Well, no chairs go in there. No, it's no bedrooms room. are not for sitting, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Second bedroom. That's a oh. Second bedroom has a has a bed in it. Right. And yeah. third and third bedroom has dragonfly carpet and. And desk and media stands and leftover junk. Seems yes. perfect for an egg chair. If this baby comes, you're going to put it, which bedroom are you going to put it in? Second bedroom or dragonfly room? The dragonfly room. Dragonfly room is the future nursery. Yes. Second bedroom is current guest room, let's just say. Yes. All right. Yes. It'll stay guest room. For yeah. Aaron, I'm going to ask you a few more questions about this chair and then I'm going to make my ruling. The okay. footprint of the chair, if you were to compare uh-huh. it to this dragonfly carpet, how right. much of this dragonfly carpet would the footprint of the chair take up? I mean, literally the pedestal, because people have to understand this thing has a pedestal, and then it, and then it has this voluminous, eggy 
shape around it with an upholstered uh, blue inside. Right. The ped- the pedestal, though, if you if you had to imagine, would that take up a quarter of that carpet, half of that carpet? The pedestal would take up the actual pedestal itself would take up um, uh, the upper. It would take oh, a half the carpet. The pedestal would take half the carpet. Not the pedestal, but the whole chair. The whole chair footprint would be about half that carpet. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. And next question. You restored this yourself? Yes. Okay. And what did the restoration involve? Obviously, you stripped out the upholstery. You say you replaced it with some high-end speakers. Right. I took the upholstery out, separated it from the foam. Right. That it, that's behind it. Um, right. I put the high-end speakers in there, and I replaced the foam. Meanwhile, I had the upholstery professionally cleaned, and then I reapplied it. I re-glued it to the foam and then put it all back in. So, so it's it has the, the original, original upholstery. upholstery? Yes. Okay. And then you tried to install a couple of uh, uh, hardwire firewire ports on there, because those will never go out of style? <laughs> Not yet. No, no. Okay, it so, just has speaker speaker wire coming out of the base that you plug into an amplifier. Right. the the end The end result is that uh, is this picture of this adorable your adorable nieces in this in this chair sitting on this old toxic upholstery from the seventies. No, that's been cleaned. It's been cleaned. Yeah, they well, got the lead same. out, both ligured, uh, yeah. figuratively <laughs> and literally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna ask you a hard, a hard question now. Three hard questions. Where is the ottoman that goes with this chair? I do not have the ottoman. All right. Yeah. Two. Given that you don't have the ottoman to complete the chair, do you think this chair has any intrinsic collector's value? Yes, absolutely it does. Have you had it appraised? uh, No, I haven't had it appraised. Ah, Okay. I think you would find that without the ottoman, it is not going to be very valuable. Not tremendously, no, no, but certainly more than the $75 that I bought it for. Hmm. Third, what is why, is why is the base of this chair beneath your nieces all gunked up and disgusting? I'm not looking at the picture right now. Mm-hmm. Have it's, you seen I the chair that you own? <laughs> well, yeah, but actually that was taken when I no longer had it in my possession because I was living here You're in saying Florida. your nieces messed up your chair? <laughs> I these, these two babies... <laughs> Got in there and messed up the polyurethane shell of this chair. It's possible that the chair collected some dust when that. I don't think this is dust, man. Get the picture. Who sent this picture in anyway? I've got it. Oh, what's happened here is it's not actually gunk. What you're seeing is the inside that that upholstery Mm -hmm. is pushed in a little bit when it's normally there. It'll be coming out. I need to like reaffix it to the. But the, the bottom, the bottom, look, dude, I am looking right now mm-hmm. at a photograph. Of, yeah, I'm looking at the same photograph. No, I'm looking at a different photograph. You don't know what photograph I'm looking at. Stop telling me what <laughs> photographs I'm looking at. Order. Oh, no, that's what you say. <laughs> I just take them away. I appreciate that. You can put your handcuffs back. I'm looking at a, at a photograph on first dibs. I had to find my first dibs login information. <laughs> To get the price for this thing, first dibs is a, a website that uh, where where uh, dealers sell collectibles and antiques and furniture and stuff. Okay. For a 1970 vintage Lee West Alpha Chamber Egg Pod Stereo Chair. Guess what they're selling it for, Aaron? Maybe three, three or four hundred dollars. Kara. Uh, like a brand, like a with the ottoman and everything. Oh, with you, the ottoman. You never would have asked that question <laughs> if I had not. Oh, boo. <laughs> No, you I know totally, about the ottoman. Oh, tell me. We oh, you know about online. the ottoman. When he got it, All right, when he then. got it, I looked it up online. All I remember right. the ottoman being an issue. Yeah. And, you, and, so, um, and so based on your extensive research, which actually equally is precisely equal to my extensive research, <laughs> if not greater, <laughs> since you, you should know then what a 1970 vintage Lee West Alpha Chamber Egg Pod Stereo Chair with ottoman, this one in, in, in gold and, and beige, would go for how much? It was a long time ago when I looked at this. Um, it was, I mean, it could be I know, up this to has a, been a thousand. Big, a big part of your life. Shape. It was in good shape. It could be up to that, uh, to a thousand. I, well, then, I remember seeing some that were up to that. This one's in perfect shape, and it's got, and it's got the ottoman, twenty four hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm seeing others here. Uh-huh. 
in the white and blue uh, that are asking uh, uh, between $900 and $1,200. But what I'm also mm. seeing is the Ottoman, and I'm seeing upholstery that looks a little bit more professionally installed than yours. Yeah. So, how long do you want to have this chair for in the house? I mean, you want to have it forever from now on, right? Yeah, yeah. How long are you going to live in South Florida? Uh, five more years. And then when are you going to move back to the Commonwealth of Virginia? That would be ideal. You're going to take all your uh, bug money and buy yourself yeah. a big a big bug house? <laughs> right, unfortunately. With in pony bugs, country in Virginia? Where the job is. Yeah, really. Virginia would be ideal, but... Right. You have to go where the bugs are, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think where the bug jobs are. <laughs> you foresee living in the, you foresee living in this tiny house until you finish your your degree, right? Yes. And then you're going to move somewhere else. Probably, yeah. And um, in the meantime, are your are your nieces going to totally destroy this chair? The nieces are actually right now. That chair is no longer in service. It's actually wrapped up in in, in a shed. You didn't accidentally so. wrap up your nieces with it, did you? No, <laughs> they're they not don't. still they in. The, they're still not in the egg. They're at a different house. Yeah, right. that was that was them visiting grandma and grandpa. So look, then, I'm a, I'm in favor of this stuff. Make, but you know, this is a big chair. Make me one last argument why you should have this in your tiny little home in South Florida. It brings me joy. All right, that's it. That's all you got for well, me. Well, I mean, it's, it's a conversation piece. It is. It kind of fits in the mid-century modern uh, um, design of uh, not really that's popular in South Florida, seventies. I don't know if that's mid-century modern. It's more 70s. Yeah. 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 That's right. What else you got? Tell me how long you've been working on it again. Uh, it took me about three months or so to, to work on it. To oh, a whole it. three months of your that's life. Well, you're young. That's a lot in proportion to your life. What, what is your age? Oh, my. I'm 37. Yeah. Uh, you're not that young. No. <laughs> Kara, when did you, you say you looked this up a long time ago. How long has this chair been a, a problem in your marriage? Well, it wasn't, it wasn't a problem in our marriage in, until, well, except that when he got it, he was like, that's all he could do, talk about or fixate on was the egg chair and fixing it up. <laughs> so I guess maybe, maybe then it was kind of a funny thing then, but we, we weren't going to ever bring it until now he wants to bring it here. So what do you I think? would say Why do you th a few you, months. A few, when did, when did this chair come up in your lives again? Just a few months ago? 2009 is 2009, when he right. got it. But when we purchased this house and moved out of a one-bedroom apartment was one year ago, and that's right. when I started talking about it. All right, gotcha. Um, all right, I think I have heard everything I need. Kara, uh, any last words you want to say? Why do you want to? Why um, do you want to deny your husband joy and pleasure of having this chair? <laughs> yeah, I know that's how I feel like it always comes off, right? Um, I am not opposed to having the chair with us in the future. I just think right now in this small house and the fact that it would require transportation of the chair to here and then it could potentially not work. Is then this what one do of we those? do with it? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, let me remind you that you're under fake oath. Yes. Is this one of those spousal discussions where in the future means never, ever, ever, ever? <laughs> <laughs> um, I. It doesn't really mean never because... If we had a bigger house and we had said room that I imagine it would be cool in, like a music room type thing. My parents had a music room in our house when I was a little kid. Like my dad had all his stereo stuff in there. And mm -hmm. like, I'm imagining that would be a really cool place to have what, it. What did your mom and um, dad do when you were growing up? Um, my, my dad is an attorney. Yeah. You could have a music and... room. <laughs> Look. In a music. small town though. Attor yeah. Well, in a town. Yeah, exactly. Attorneys. Did your mom have a career? Yes. Does she have a career? What is that? Um, yeah, hedge fund she, manager. She's no. <laughs> she's yeah. She's um. She's done just a lot of things. She's worked for a newspaper. She's worked for um. She's been a sales manager. She's worked for a temporary service company. She's okay. done a lot of things in business. Yeah, they get to have a music room. Yeah. English. <laughs> she ran a secondhand store. She ran a secondhand store that goes along with the egg chair. I That's guess, true. Maybe. English teacher. <laughs> They get to have a music room, a hi-fi hi den. Okay, I've heard everything I need to hear to make my decision. I am going to go sit in my perfect replica of Don Draper's New York uh, penthouse living room and uh, make my decision. Kara and Aaron. 
as bailiff, I'm not supposed to ask questions, but I think I, I think I have a few. Kara, <laughs> do you have a basement in your home? No, we live in Florida. I figured no as basement. much. Just checking. In a flood zone, so no. right. <laughs> Would you be a better auntie to Aaron's nieces if you let him have this chair? Would they be more inclined <laughs> to come down and visit their beloved uncle? <laughs> Um, I don't know. Um, if we had a basement, that would be the perfect place for this thing. That's another option, but we don't right now. Um, I don't know. They, they, we did not actually witness them in the chair. So, um, I think they want to, they've been here before without the chair and had a great time. So it's not a deal breaker. No, not a deal breaker. Who placed the Hodgman book on the shelf in the living room? Was it you, Kara or Aaron? (laughs) Um, well, actually, Aaron put the second one, the first book of John Hodgman's is also on that shelf. And that's my book. But that was there w- when we first put the shelf up, which was a few months ago. Okay. Now you, Aaron mentioned uh, a hypothetical nursery. Kara, you mentioned pregnancy. Is this a uh, his egg or yours situation? I mean, ideally, if we had space for both, that would be fine. I just don't think we do. We disagree on that, I guess. I think we don't have space. Now, Aaron, top three albums mm-hmm. you would listen to in your egg chair. Oh, geez, it's always changing. But um, Today. The first album I ever listened to in it was uh, uh, Evolver by what's that John, Legend. John Legend. Evolver. <laughs> Second album, or what you would listen uh, to right now if this egg chair was in your home? Steely Dan, Asia. <laughs> now, you are an, an entomologist. Is sitting in an egg chair sort of a Kafka-esque escapist wanting to be an egg I desire had, of yours? I had never considered that. No. Psychologically, do you no. think sitting in a, a hollowed-out egg apart from the world and apart from your wife... <laughs> Is Jeez. social or you antisocial? No, I'm definitely social, and I, I'm definitely more interested in social insects than solitary insects. So then, why are you antisocial so. in the egg chair? Ah, uh, well, I guess it's just every now and then, you know. <laughs> when Judge John Hodgman rules that you cannot have this egg chair, can I buy it off you to go with the arch lamp in my living room? Well, it's in it's in storage in Virginia, so. Um, I don't think right, so. We're halfway. Really we're in Massachusetts. So. I, think... I could go get it. I got a friend with a truck. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in just a moment with Judge John Hodgman's decision. Hello. I'm your Judge John Hodgman. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is brought to you every week by you, our members, of course. Thank you so much for your support of this podcast and all of your favorite podcasts at MaximumFun.org, and they are all your favorites. If you want to join the many member supporters of this podcast and this network, boy, oh boy, that would be fantastic. Just go to MaximumFun.org slash join. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Aura. A-U-R-A. It's a simple but meaningful gift that you can give your mom or your dad or your step-grandparent or your uncle or your friend or anyone that you want to keep connected in your life who might not live near you, it's a digital picture frame from Aura. It's perfect for sharing pics of all the things that those friends can't be there for, from family vacations to grandkids' graduation to whatever. I have one of these, and I got one for my dad, and I got one for my mother-in-law, and it's amazing. We look at the photos all day long, and we're able to easily update their Aura frames so they see all the latest pictures from our lives as well. It comes with unlimited storage, simple controls on the frame. You can upload as many photos as you want, and your mom or your dad or your stepdad or your stepmom or your friend or whatever can pick the perfect one. And it takes only about two minutes to set up. Seriously. See why it was named the number one digital frame by Wirecutter, uh, The Strategist, and Wired Magazine. Right now, you can save on the perfect gift that keeps on giving by visiting AuraFrames.com. For a limited time, listeners can get $20 off their best-selling frame with code Hodgman. That's A-U-R-A Frames.com, promo code Hodgman. Terms and conditions apply. 
The Judge John Hodgman podcast is also brought to you this week by Babbel. Okay, it's 2024. Oh, if hindsight were 2020, I I don't know what I would have done differently. All I know is that I'm taking every day in this year and trying to get better a little bit every day. That's what you do. That's the way progress is made, step by step, day by day, bird by bird. And that's the way it is when you're learning anything, especially a new language with Babbel. And if Babbel can help you start speaking language in just three weeks, imagine what you could do in the rest of this whole year. Don't pay hundreds of dollars to private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts, real human beings, to help you start speaking a new language in as little as one, two, three weeks. Studies from Michigan State University, Yale University, and others continue to prove that Babbel is better. And that's not just the Yale football team putting their thumb on the scale because they love learning Indonesian from Babbel. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Take that, Yale, I guess. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but this is only for our listeners at babbel.com slash Hodgman. Back for another game. You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Please rise as Judge John Hodgman re-enters the courtroom. Oh, this banana is so fresh. Oh, <laughs> it's still fresh, everybody. It's amazing. So, hmm, we got fresh bananas. Kara. Yes. You seem to be the voice of reason here because this chair is clearly too big for your house. And even though it is beloved, you also acknowledge, as do you, Aaron, that this house is uh, temporary, as all stays in a 1,000 square foot basementless house in South Florida should be temporary. <laughs> no offense, South Floridians. I look forward to seeing you in Fort Lauderdale <laughs> as, as we board the uh, Atlantic, uh, uh, the uh, Atlantic Ocean uh, uh, Festival of Music and Comedy, also known as BoatParty.biz. You can throw fresh bananas at me then. But this is not a place where you're going to live for the rest of your lives. This thing is large. It is too big for your home and therefore really impractical to have at this stage in your life. Kara has made that argument well. But Kara, you're saying things like, you know, when we are at a different point in our life, when we have a music room like my dad had. <laughs> and you know what? I'm going to tell you something right now. That makes me nervous because that's never going to happen. Because your dad was an attorney. Your dad was an attorney in the 70s. He could have an egg chair and the hi-fi and the reel-to-reel -reel because there was a middle class then. And even if he wasn't a hotshot attorney, he probably, probably brought in enough bucks. You could buy a house and have a separate room just for listening to your Steely Dan in. 
because that's what you could get in the 70s if you were a professional person. Now, it's 2013. You're in South Florida. It's still, uh, 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 there is no middle class anymore. And let me tell you something. English teach and the bug prof, as much as it sounds like a great 70s sitcom, you guys don't get a music room. You're lucky if you get you're lucky if you get a thousand square feet in South Florida. That's what you get. That's the American dream for you. You're never gonna you never gonna get that music room unless one of you becomes a hedge fund manager. So stop dreaming. <laughs> I think that Kara makes a really good argument though. Once now that she's rooted back in reality, you get another two hundred, three hundred square feet, maybe maybe even five hundred square feet. You can bring that egg chair into your life with impunity, and you should, Aaron, because it is something that is clearly dear to you. You've taken a lot of time and care to get it to look a little less like garbage. <laughs> it obviously needs some more work on the upholstery if you want to get some of those first dibs prices for it. Right. And you're gonna have to find you're gonna have to find that an ottoman somewhere, buddy. Right. But but at the very least, it gives you joy. And for that reason, I'm going to rule in your favor. <gasps> it is wildly impractical for you to have this dumb chair that is not yet finished restoration-wise and doesn't look as great as you think it does, as everyone on the website will tell you. Thank you. In that, in that dragonfly carpet room. Wildly impractical. It will take up the whole room. That will be the egg chair room. But I make two arguments. You're waiting on this. And also you got to drag it all the way from the Commonwealth of Virginia to the state of Florida. Only to either discard it in the state of Florida once you come to your senses or bring it with you to the music room paradise. <laughs> that, that Kara has in her mind when she finally gets to move back to daddy's house. <laughs> But I make two counter-arguments to rationality here. One is, this is the time to be irrational. You don't have a child yet. You're still following your weird dreams of teaching kids how to make newspapers and how to teach bugs how to take over the world or whatever. Still time for kid dreams in your life. You can be impractical now. And two... Oh, I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, yeah, I do remember. Which is this. That, first of all, that room will be a nursery. I don't know when it's going to happen. Neither do you. If anything, this will be a, 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 a saying goodbye for you to young couplehood without children. A saying goodbye to you, bug prof, to the youth that you've already wasted on bugs. <laughs> this is a last chance to enjoy a room that can be devoted entirely to an egg-shaped multimedia chair. And let's face it, that room is already full of garbage. Like your living room is beautiful, but that room, like everyone on the web, I think will agree. That room is just full of cast off garbage, weird yeah, Panama hats and dumb. It's, it's terrible. So you might as well do it up now. Get it out of your system. And then. Okay. And I'm not making, well, you know what? I'm making this a judge. You have to conceive a child in that chair. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> It's got fertility written all over it. I mean, it. that's what it's for. <laughs> it's an egg. It's an egg. That's that's what we've been doing wrong. That may that may be what you're doing wrong. Right. Put that egg in that future nursery. Crank up the Steely Dan. Oh no! Please don't make me crank up the Steely Dan. Or what was the other one? The one the 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 album that you said in order to seem cool for a second. Oh, John John Legend. Oh, yeah. Yeah, crank up. You know what, Kara? You pick something out. From your old reel to reel collection that will go into the will fit into this egg chair. Crank it up. Drink some Malibu rum or whatever they drink in South Florida. Sorry, everyone in Florida. Let things happen the way they're gonna happen. And pretty soon there's gonna be every reason in the world to put that egg chair into a storage space. And there you know there's plenty of storage space for cheap in Florida. And then we can all enjoy that egg chair when it shows up in storage wars next year. When you abandon it there in favor of your child. This is the sound of a gavel. 
Judge John Hodgman rules that is all. Aaron, I thought you were uh, out of luck there, Bodhisattva, but uh, you get the chair, it (laughs) looks like. You have a plan to get this chair from the Commonwealth of Virginia down to Florida? Well, yeah, I think I think if it doesn't slide into the back of our uh, car, then uh, I'll strap it to the roof. I mean, it's aerodynamic. We'll just cover it with tarp and and drive it down. Now, Kara, were you Christmas hoping, time. Kara, were you hoping that you would be able to sell this egg chair for twenty four hundred dollars and then maybe buy another foreclosed upon South Florida home that would be giving you <laughs> enough space for a multimedia center egg chair? Uh, no, I wasn't even thinking about selling it. I. I just didn't want it in this house, <laughs> but I will, I am open to it now. Yes. <laughs> well, good luck conceiving in that egg chair. And for, um, for your sake, I think with your daddy issues, Kara, I hope that Aaron becomes the Neil deGrasse Tyson of entomologists. So you can have that dream multimedia center. Thank you, Aaron and Kara for being on the judge John Hodgman podcast. Well, thank you guys very much. Okay, really thank appreciate you. It. Thanks very much, guys. Have fun in the chair. Time to clear the docket. Oh, you want some banana? Yes. Clear the palate and the docket. I Really, this is real banana. I literally gave them the chair. I'm just going to toss a piece of it. see if I can Blue Man Groove style get it into my mouth. Open your mouth. Hi, Jinx. Low Jinx. Mick writes, I have a note regarding the tattoo episode, Permanent Record, Mm -hmm. wherein it was said that having exposed tattoos in Japan will cause trouble. That's nonsense. I traveled in Japan for six weeks as part of a liberal arts program, and many of my classmates had exposed tattoos. It was never an issue, not even in bathhouses. You see, foreigners get a free pass on this rule and some other rules. Some other rules. I could go into the cultural reasoning, but in the interest of time, I should probably swallow this banana. Let's just say there is no situation where a tourist would be suspect of being Yakuza. The Yakuza does not employ foreigners. Well, I'm glad we finally set that Australian boyfriend straight. That girl should get her tattoo like she wanted. That's all I have to say. I like that one. I don't have to solve anything. Peter, By the the way, occasionally Yakuza does employ foreigners. That's what the mustache is all about. No, no. I was talking about the guy selling bananas up in Kennebunkport. I think he was a Yakuza. Did he have a tattoo? Of a banana. Fresh bananas here. Wiggle your fingers. Peter writes, my friend Mark and I are in a band that plays short two-minute-ish power pop songs. I do not want to hear the name of your band. We've been playing shows and recording demos for a year or two now, and now want to do a studio recording. I don't care about your band. We'd like a- to have... A la Julie Klausner. We'd like to have a great professional recording we could use when trying to book shows or even sell to the public. I'm not going to record your band in my private, egg-shaped recording studio. We disagree about what form our first real recording should take. I think it should be an EP. Having fewer songs will let us only select the very best songs for recording. I also think people are more likely to listen to an EP from a group they don't know than an LP since there are fewer songs to browse. Mark thinks we should record an LP. He says the audience and venues would take us more seriously if we had a full album. No one's taking you seriously. And we could showcase a variety of musical styles. No, you have no style. We would love a ruling on which is a better strategy for a rock band making their first recording, an EP or an LP. Uh, is there any notes? There is the band name if you want me to buzz market them. Oh, go ahead. I've been so mean to them. The Pleasure Centers. Oh. That's a pretty good band name. All right. Two, two, two-ish minute power pop songs. Um, obviously, you should record a single that can be played on an egg-shaped audiophonic experience. Barring that, I would say, look, I'm not a, I'm not a professional disc jockey who goes out and sees bands and, and decides uh, who's going to be the next big uh, fish or whatever it is you like up here in Western Massachusetts. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Pixies, right? I'm not. You're the one who decides who's the Pixies. Yeah. What was, the, what was the first thing the Pixies put out? Come on, Pilgrim. Was it an LP or an EP? Um, I actually almost went to a record store today to see if they had it on vinyl. I'm pretty sure it's an extended EP, but I'm not 100% sure. Let's go check it out. I've never owned Come On, Pilgrim. That was why I wanted to go get it. I've only had their kind of major releases. Come On, Pilgrim. It's the debut mini LP. Yeah. By the so American it's not, it's Alternative like Rock Band. Between EP and Pixies. LP. That's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> is there a fart noise? No, 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 I already did that for Steely Dan. But oh, this right. is the Pixies, and they only get something good. It's the best thing I got uh, here. Well, this is the Pixies, so they get 
Pleasure Centers shall record a mini LP, which Wikipedia describes as a short vinyl record album or LP. Short, though. Lower price than an album that would be considered full length. This has got to be an EP, right? Look, why don't you guys split the difference, record a mini EP, and uh, and I'll and I'll 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 listen to it. And I will say, as a radio programmer, as a radio programmer, unless you are an established band, nobody wants to hear your album and your album concept and the arc and the creativity of your entire album yet. They just want a taste of whether or not they like you. So I would say, the shorter, the better. The Judge John Hodgman podcast is taped in front of a live studio audience. I think that takes us out. Mini LP it is. Thanks to Rick Amick for suggesting this week's case name. Thanks, Rick. To suggest a name for a future case, like us on Facebook. We regularly put out a call for submissions. I've been your guest bailiff, Monty Belmonte of WRSI, The River. Thanks, Monty. Thanks for joining us for the Judge John Hodgman podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast is a production of MaximumFun.org. Our special thanks to all of the folks who donate to support the show and all of our shows at MaximumFun.org slash donate. The show is produced by Julia Smith and me, Jesse Thorne, and edited by Mark McConville. You can check out his podcast, Super Ego, in iTunes or online at GoSuperEgo.com. You can find John Hodgman online at AreasOfMyExpertise.com. If you have a case for Judge John Hodgman, go to MaximumFun.org slash JJHO. If you have thoughts about the show, join the conversation on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org and our Facebook group at facebook.com slash Judge John Hodgman. We'll see you online and next time right here on the Judge John Hodgman podcast. MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.